This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. And just after 5 o'clock here, we are back with another edition of the Employment Hour. You know the number, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 to call in. I know we get a lot of calls after the show is done, but you got the hour to call in and ask and uh, question, Lior, about your views, your questions, your concerns about employment, your severance, what to do, how to deal with the workplace, harassment, a bad boss, a great boss, all that stuff. Call in over the next hour, and we'd uh, we'd love to talk to, uh, to you here again. Star 9898 on your cell. Phone lines are open. You can and uh, send it over over the next hour. Pal, how are you? A week that was is always how we start. Hey, John, thank you very much. And, you know, it, it always makes me so happy when I get a lot of calls at the office and people that heard the show because they've, they've been able to identify with some of the stuff that we've talked about. They've learned about their rights, and they raise questions in their mind about the, the situation that they're faced. So I encourage you, you can call me in the office all the time. Call us on the show here till 6 o'clock this evening. Let's talk about it. Let's not just dwell on our problems. Let's not be worried and lose sleep. So many mm-hmm. people, John, they... they, they suffer in silence when there's a problem in the workplace and it gets so bad often that they end up going on a medical leave or a disability leave don't let that happen to you we can solve problems almost always and it starts by informing yourself about your rights by finding out what you're owed what the employer is allowed to do or not allowed to do so stay stay with us for the next hour we'll talk about a lot of interesting things and of course call us right now we're here to answer or call me at the office and to get us uh, warmed up and ready, let's talk about a couple of situations, a couple of real calls that I, I had uh, at the office and dealt with over the past week or so. So first one, John, involved a, a lady that called me after working for an accounting firm for about five years. Uh, unfortunately, she had a, a very serious family uh, loss, a uh, loss in her family. And over a period of a few weeks, she started suffering from depression and anxiety, uh, and it got so bad that she couldn't work anymore. So she took a medical leave uh, supported by her doctor. Uh, there was no, uh, her employer did not have a, a disability plan. So right. she, it was an unpaid leave, which is fine. Uh, and for the first month or so that she was off, there was no real issues. After a month, her employer wrote her a very detailed letter demanding all kinds of information. The employer wanted to know what the medical condition was, what the mm-hmm. treatment is she's getting, is she seeing a specialist, what the specialist is saying, how long is she expected to be off, is she taking any medication, all wow. kinds of questions. And and this lady, for, for obvious reasons, didn't want to provide this information. Her situation was a private one, right? This was a personal, she felt even a bit embarrassed by, by her medical condition, uh, even though she shouldn't have felt that way. But bottom line is she didn't want to provide this information. So she didn't. She provided an, uh, a, a note from her doctor saying that she cannot work and that's it. Yep. Her employer followed up again and when she still didn't respond with all this long list of information, sent her a letter saying, well, because you didn't provide us this information, we take it that you don't want to work here anymore, so we're going to consider you as having resigned <laughs> uh, and we wish you well and here's your record of employment. And that's when she called me last week, and she she was very upset. She was crying. She wanted to know, what does this mean? Can they do this? I'm sick. I can't work. They're asking me for all this personal information, and now they're saying I've resigned. Well, John, I think uh, you know by now, because we've talked about this before, 
But the employer, first of all, does not have the right to find out your personal information, your personal medical information. They're not allowed to know what your medical condition is, if you're taking medication, uh, what the doctors are saying. That's personal. What your employer is allowed to know is how long are you expected to be off work. That's it. So they're allowed to know your prognosis, not your diagnosis. So she did not have any obligation to provide them with this information. And the fact that she didn't, that does not mean that she resigned. In fact, they let her go, obviously. That's a termination. And not only do they owe her severance, John, clearly they owe her severance, but also this potentially is a human rights issue. They let her go when she's on a disability leave, when she's sick. So this employer really made a big mistake here. And I think the lesson here for employers and employees is very clear and very simple. Your employer, the employer cannot ask and demand information that's private about your, your specifics of your medical condition. It doesn't matter if you suffer from depression or you have a broken leg. If you cannot work, that's the only thing your employer is allowed to know. You can't be punished. You can't be terminated because you've refused to provide that information. You can't be considered to have resigned. So if that happens to you, you give me a call and, and never feel obligated to provide your, your employer with your personal information. No, no, no need to do that whatsoever, John. And even beyond, you know, medication that she's taking, they, they, they can't even know what her malady is. They, they're not allowed to ask even know what her illness is, right? No, they don't. Uh, they're not allowed. And, and the reason they're not allowed is because, first of all, it's private. But second, it's not relevant. It really yeah. doesn't matter. If a doctor says she cannot work, does it really going to change anything for the employer if she has a uh, this ailment or this ailment? It doesn't matter. So the employer really only should be asking, can you work? And if you cannot work, when are you expected to get better? When are you expected to come back to work? That's the only thing. If your employer is asking for more than that, you can say no. Again, 604-280-9898 is the number to call. You want to talk to Lior tonight. What else you got going on, pal? Second matter, John, a common situation, but a lot of people are going to find themselves in this situation. Uh, This gentleman called me. He was working uh, as a bookkeeper for a large company, but he was hired through a placement agency, through an agency. So he was getting paid by this agency, not by the company he was actually working for. He did this for two years, nine, nine to five, Monday to Friday, working for this, this big company. After two years, uh, he got a letter from the agency saying that he's not needed anymore at the company. And so he's going to be off work and they'll try to find him something at some point. No severance, no notice, nothing. Literally, on a Friday, he got that note and it was going to be effective on the Monday. That's when he called me. He called me last week and he said, what does that mean? I work through an agency. Can they do this? Am I owed something? So, John, I, I really want to bring this up now because a lot of people think that if they work through an agency, yeah. they don't have rights. Nonsense, John. An employee is an employee. So if you work through an agency, you still have the same amount of or rights to the same amount of severance. In this case, he worked there for two years. He gets the severance that a two-year employee gets. In this case, I assessed him as being, what, about four months. He was 50 years old. So that's what he gets, about four months' pay. Now, the other interesting thing is that both the company that he worked for and the agency, are there, they're both on the hook for it. So it's not just the agency. If you work for a company and you work in their offices and you work for them and under their direction, you're their employee, even if you're hired through an agency. Again, if, if it was as simple as uh, hiring someone through an agency, everyone would be hired through an agency because the company can say, hey, you're not our employee, you're the agency's employee. 
substance over form. If you work for an agency or through an agency, you have rights, the same rights as every other employee, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. 604-280-9898 to call in. Your cell phone will be star 9898 as well. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Before we take a short break here, give me some details on the severance pay calculator. What a wonderful tool this is that you crafted. Well, it's a wonderful tool, John, because it's it's literally saved people tens and tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars over uh, over the years. And it's a tool that allows anyone to find out how much they're actually owed if they lost their job. So it's quite simple. It's very, very easy to use. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, that address is severancepaycalculator.com. And it asks you three questions, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. There's a drop-down menu. You're just going to pick the answer, and you're done. It's going to tell you whether you're owed two-month severance, 24-month severance, or anything in between. And now you know. Now you have that information. If you did lose your job and someone offers you anything that's less than that, you know you're owed more. You know now you can do something or you need to do something about it. It's the simplest way to find out exactly how much you're owed if you're just curious. And if you're talking to your your neighbor across the road and they told you they just lost their job on Friday, well, tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com before they accept that severance package. Once you've accepted it, it's too late to go back. So many people, John, accept a lot less than they're owed. That's what I created the calculator don't accept tens of thousands of dollars less than what the law says you should have. SeverancePayCalculator.com. And you want to contact Leora beyond that point, simple, 604-283-3123. We'll take our first break here this evening. Phone lines are open for you. You have questions, bring them on, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It's the Employment Hour continues right here, News Talk 980 CKNW. And that number six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on cell. We got lines wide open. You want to call in, ask a question, do so. You know, we're just uh, during the break there, Leo. We're talking to our producer Matt, and he said, you know, and he had a great question. I'm sure people ask it all the time. That's about the severance pay calculator, saying, does it work, and can I use it if you're a part time employee, right? Yeah, that that is an, a very common question, and, and the, the answer is absolutely you can, whether you work part time full-time, whether you're older or younger, whether you make a lot of money or little money, the severance calculator works. Uh, and if your income varies, so some some weeks you make this amount of money, some weeks you make this amount of money, the amount of severance you get is going to be based on an average. So we would look at an average over a period of time. So if you get six months severance, the, the value of that is going to be calculated on your average earnings. So yes, it works just the same whether you're full-time or part-time. Check it out. A lot of people think that severance is different for part-time employees. It's not. It's still based on your age, the type of job that you have, and the length of your employment. So use that. Don't hesitate. Old, young, uh, big big positions, lower-level positions, works just the same. SeverancePayCalculator.com is that website again. So we're going to talk about this, the biggest mistakes that individuals make that compromise their legal rights. We'll get down this list in between the uh, phone calls as the lines are open here. Contacting the Ministry of Labor for advice. No wonder you put that one at the top. Yeah, well, that's an important one, John, and, and we, we need to address it. And we're going to address a few things that I see happen very often. Where people do certain things and find out that they've compromised their legal rights, they've given up their legal rights without knowing it. No one wants to give up their legal rights. No one wants to make quote-unquote mistakes. But oftentimes we see people making these mistakes thinking that they're doing the right thing, thinking 
that uh, there's no other rights that they have. And in fact, it's the opposite. So I'm going to uh, talk about uh, the next couple of segments about those things that you want to avoid, things you don't want to do, because if you do, you're going to compromise your legal rights, you're going to compromise your employment rights. And, and one of the most common things that people do, they do this every day, is they contact the Ministry of Labor if they lost their job. And, and think about it, John. It mm-hmm. makes sense. I sure. lost my job. Uh, you know, this, there's a, a Ministry of Labor here. There's a Department of the Government dealing with employment issues. I'm going to call them and, and find out what, what's up here. What, what are my rights? And, and that makes sense. And in fact, if I wasn't an employment lawyer, it would probably make sense to me. But it's not the right thing. In fact, it's the worst thing that you can do. The reason it's the worst thing is the Ministry of Labor can only advise you with respect to your minimum termination entitlements, your minimum. And that's extremely important, that word, because every employee has significantly greater, bigger entitlements than those minimums. So if you call the Ministry of Labor, you may find out that your minimum entitlements is three-week severance. When in fact, your full entitlements could be eight months severance. So if you don't know any better and you've been told three weeks, well, we'll accept your your bad severance offer because that's what the Ministry of Labor said. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's a very, very bad idea. So many people every day, and I've I've seen hundreds of these cases over the years, John, uh, ended up accepting a lot less than they're owed, a lot less because they got, I'm going to say the wrong advice, or at least they got incomplete advice from the Ministry of Labor. Don't let that happen to you. That's why I created the calculator, John. 604-280-9898 is the number to call in tonight. You know, and it's it's along those lines. So here's the timeline. A guy loses his job. He uh, decides to do exactly what you said. I'm going to call the Ministry of Labor because that is the office to call. And after a phone call and filing with the Ministry of Labor, all of a sudden he hears this radio show and says, you know what, maybe I should call Lior. What happens then? Well, you know, and that, that's that's even more frustrating because oftentimes you you may file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. You then you realize, wait a second, that wasn't the right thing. I'm owed more, and then you say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you or hire an employment lawyer. Unfortunately, in many of cases, once you file that complaint with the Ministry of Labor, it may be very very difficult to withdraw it. You may actually be stuck in that process. Now, we may be able to get you out of it. We may be able to get your full entitlements. But it, we may not be. It may be very, very difficult. So, again, more of a reason not to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor or get advice. Call an employment lawyer. If you don't like me, that's fine. I'll give you the number of someone else. That's how strongly I feel that people should get proper legal advice. Check out the calculator. We're giving you options here. Please don't call the Ministry of Labor when you lost your job, by the way. John, you can call the Ministry of Labor about overtime issues, vacation pay issues, etc. Just not when you lost your job. Star nine uh, star nine eight nine eight on cell. Rather to call it tonight, if you have questions under this uh, this topic, maybe it's about a uh, severance offer you've uh, got in front of you. You're not sure where to take it. Bring it on the air. Talk to us about it at least tonight, up until uh, six o'clock. We're talking about the biggest mistakes that individuals make that compromise their legal rights. Next one on the list is get advice from other friends. Old Uncle Bob there living beside you always knows best, right? <laughs> Uncle Bob, good old Uncle Bob, right? And this is another very big one, people getting advice from the wrong person. Uh, You know, my Uncle Bob used to own a business, so he must know something about the employment law. Well, no, it's not that simple, okay? Uh, Employment law is an important topic. Legal rights are are very important. You're not going to call your Uncle Bob because you have some sort of a growth uh, in your back, right? You're going to go see a doctor about that, someone that's qualified, someone that's a professional. At least, gosh, I hope you would. 
So the same thing happens when it comes to your legal rights. You got to speak to someone that knows what he or she is doing. Uh, so many people, God, I see this every day, uh, accept their the advice from their next door neighbor, from their friend, from their father, from their uncle, uh, and, and then realize, wait a second, that was the wrong advice. And oftentimes I'm talking about strategic advice. So I'm having this problem in the workplace. How do I deal with it? My boss is harassing me or my boss is giving me a bad performance review. What do I do? Well, your uncle may say, well, you go in there, you slam something down, and you, told, you tell them you're going to walk away if they don't improve. Right. Well, that may not be the right strategy. So again, don't do these things without getting proper advice. Call me. Let's talk about it. Let's make sure we do it right, and let's make sure you don't give up your legal rights. You know, and it's funny when it comes to friend uh, advice from friends or family. Of course, it's not done with any sort of malice, but it's but it's often it's said with absolute conviction. No, trust me, Lior, you get two weeks per year, so they've given you six. You've been taken care of, and they, they, with absolute conviction, and that's where you can go off on a bad road, right? Exactly, and I, I was once uh, on some sort of a message board uh, dealing with golfing, and there were a couple of, of threads there that people, yeah, of all things, right? A couple of threads are on the golfing message boards. People talking about losing their job and asking for advice, what do I get for severance? And my gosh, all these people there, meaning well, as you've just said, uh, we're, we're chiming in with advice. You get a week severance per year. You get two weeks. You don't get any severance. Uh, you get a month per year. All these different types of advice, all of them were wrong. So please don't get your advice from a golfing message board or really any message board. Get advice from someone that knows. And otherwise, again, again, we're talking about significant entitlements. If you're owed six months severance and you're going to accept one month severance, gosh, you just lost five months worth of income. Please don't let that happen. Yeah, I should mention as well that uh, you know that that runoff and that golfing uh, forum was the the genesis for the uh, severance pay calculator. That's why you put it together. We are talking about the uh, the biggest mistakes that individuals make that compromise your legal rights. Next one on our list uh, before we get to a break here: signing employment agreements without knowing exactly what they're signing. Big one, John. Oftentimes, when people get their a job offer, an employment agreement, what do they do? They look at certain things. They look at what their salary is. They look at what their vacation is, the bonus, and that's great. Those are important things. Of course, you're going to look at that. But these are not the only important things. And there's so many other, more important things potentially that you need to look at. For example, there may be something there that says you can't work in the industry for two years. Another uh, term, they may limit your severance in the future by, by, uh, by uh, 90%. There could be terms there that allow the company to change your job, your pay, your compensation. So, so many times people sign agreements not knowing what exactly they're signing, giving up rights that they didn't even realize they have. So, if you lost your job, you got to get it, or sorry, if you got a job uh, and you're, you're looking at an employment agreement as happy as you are, get some advice. Understand what you're signing. In many cases, we can negotiate out bad terms. Don't find out later that you accepted something that hurt you, that cost you a lot of money. 604-280-9898. Maggie, let me get you in here before we uh, take a break. Good evening, Maggie. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Yeah, um, what's your concern? My question is for Lior. Um, what happens if Lior is already representing an international company? How can I get help? So, Maggie, what you're talking about is, is a conflict. Uh, if you yes. contact me and say, uh, I work for company XYZ Inc. And I say, well, that's my client. Well, if, yeah. if that's my client, uh, then I would give you a reference to another lawyer that can help you. Uh, but okay. in, 
our practice, for the most part, uh, that doesn't happen very often. So certainly no hesitation. You should never have any hesitation to give me a call and talk about it. And if I can't help you, I'll find someone for you that can, someone that I know and I trust. So either way, you'll be in very good hands, Maggie. So if I email you and you will help me with a reference, if I give you sort of a little background or do you need that? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. If I can't help you, I will find someone for you that will. Uh, but in most cases, I should be able to help you with no problem, Maggie. So please do email me. Maggie, that is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com through the email. I'll give you Lior's number as well when the show is over, 604-283-3123. We'll take a short break. Rick, I see you standing by. We'll get to you and your phone calls as well. The number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. This is the Employment Hour right here. It's News Talk 980, CKNW. <laughs> And lots more to go here. The number to call in. you still got some time right till 6 o'clock tonight, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell, your employment questions. Anything, we'd love to talk to you. Got uh, Rick now. Thanks for hanging in, Rick. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. All right. I, <laughs> what's what's, I, I uh, what's going on? Leo, you know, I sent Leo um, a client from Kelowna a few weeks back after I talked to you on the radio. And I've got an, another oddball question for you. Love it. Sure. Um, I've got uh, sort of a client that that is in a union, and and he's not been given any hours for months, and and essentially he's been fired, and the and the and the union will not uh, step up. And I've talked to the union president, and we've got this thing sorted out. He got his job back without losing security or seniority, and he's he's grieved for his back pay, but the company now has offered him a management position at at very little extra pay. Now, I know next year there's going to be a strike coming up, and I think they're padding their management for the strike coming up because when the strike is over with, you can fire management without recourse. So your question is, what, what should he do? Yeah, I'm just what 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 Leo, Leo would think about this. So ultimately, obviously, he doesn't have to accept the job with the management, and and either way, if he's owed back wages, they should pay that, even if he were to take this this job in management. Now, even though they can, you're right, they can let a non-union employee go at any time and for any reason, they would yeah. have to pay full severance. And that severance would account for the time that he spent with the union. So, for example, if he's been in his job with the union for 10 years, then he's going to be in this management job for six months, and then they let him go. Well, he's a 10-and-a-half-year employee, and he could be looking at a year's severance. So my best advice is if he's going to accept this management job, you want to be very careful with the employment agreement that he signs if he, in fact, signs one, because you don't want something in that agreement that limits his future severance. As long as it doesn't limit his future severance, well, he has some measure of protection knowing that if they do let him go, he's going to get a fair package, uh, and hopefully that's enough to carry him to another job. You don't want him to sign something that limits his severance, and then really he's left without any safety net. Uh, it's better to stay in the union than to do that. So that's what I can tell you, and, and if he has any questions, happy to chat with him. Can, can a person that goes into management... Uh, get into his agreement to be able to be allowed 
to go back and take his original job if he doesn't like the job in management, mm-hmm. say, within 10 years or within two years? Sure. I mean, the employer and employee can agree to that. Absolutely. I don't know if the employer will agree, but it's not a bad idea. I have seen those types of agreements to give him a period of time to try it out. The union would have to be on board with that as well, of course. But as long as the union's on board and the employer's on board, that that's a that's something that can be done. Uh, but the most important thing is you don't want to give up seniority. You don't want to give up severance. Uh, and, and if you do those things, then at least you have a measure of protection. Okay. And what would it cost, for for instance, for him to sit down with you for an hour? Well, again, depending on whether he speaks with me or one of my colleagues, uh, the, you know, in that situation, it could be anywhere from, from $250 up to $500. Uh, but ultimately, it, it's it's probably well worth the uh, the investment, I would think. Rick, I'll give you a number to call. In the meantime, if you want to take it forward, that's 604-283-3123. I'm sure you know that by now, or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Just wanted to clarify before we get to our topic again that in normal circumstances, you cannot represent union employees. We go over this, but we'd like to reiterate it, right? Right. I cannot represent a union employee with respect to any conflict with their employer. So right. if your employer does something to you, lets you go, mistreats you, owes you money, and you're part of a union, the only one that can represent you is the union. There's no other options and no exceptions. Now, in this situation, we're talking about Rick. It's a situation where someone may be signing an agreement to leave the union yes. and take on another position. So that's why I, I, I can help. I can advise. No problem. But if you're in a union and your employer is doing something to you, you, you can't deal with it on your own. You're not allowed to hire a lawyer. You have to go through the union. Even if the union's not helping you, there's really no other option. That's that's what happens if you're part of a union. 604-280-9898 to call in like Rick or star 9898 on your cell. We were talking about before the break the biggest mistakes that individuals make that compromise their legal rights. Uh, they make assumptions as to their status as independent contractor. I think we've done a whole show on this before. Yeah, and... and- Man, is this a big one. My, I was talking to someone earlier today about this, uh, and that's the fact that so many people, my gosh, uh, believe and think that they're independent contractors or sign documents that, that classify themselves as independent contractors and, and then realize that they're not. So it's quite simple. You know, if you you look like an employee and act like an employee, you're an employee, even though you may call yourself an independent contractor. If you work for a company, regular hours, you work for them exclusively, you're that company's employee. It doesn't matter if you've incorporated. It doesn't matter if they uh, don't withhold money from your pay and you pay your own taxes. It doesn't matter what you signed, okay? Uh, that's that's just the way the law is. And so that what does that mean? That means if you lost your job, but you were, quote, unquote, an independent contractor, no, you probably are still an employee and you get severance. So don't assume, as, as we, you said, John, that you're an independent contractor. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure, if you're not 1,000% sure that you're an independent contractor, guess what? You're not an independent contractor. If there's any doubt, then you're probably not. You have to give me a call. So if you lost your job, you thought you think you're, you don't get anything because you're not an employee, think again. Give me a call. Uh, by the way, the number to get a hold of Lior at the firm anytime, 604-283-3123 and VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. Check the website out. We're talking about the biggest mistakes individuals make. They compromise their legal rights. Uh, That's when they sign a severance letter without understanding actually what they're owed. Bounce this back to the severance pay calculator. 
It, it does, John. And probably one of the most common calls that I get in my office is uh, people that lost their jobs. They, they want my help, but it's too late. It's after yeah. they have already signed the severance package because they heard my show or someone told them that they should call me or they use the severance calculator, except by then they've accepted and it's so hard for me to say, yes, you are owed another $50,000, but I can't help you because you signed that piece of paper accepting 5000 instead of 50000 So uh, don't let that happen to you. Please, please, and don't let it happen to anyone else. This happens every day. Uh, if, if a company lets go of 10 people, probably eight or nine of them are going to accept thousands and thousands and thousands less than what they're owed because they don't know any better. So if you listen to our show, now you do know better. You know that most people get inadequate packages, severance packages, and you know that you need to go to severancepaycalculator.com uh, and, and don't compromise your financial being, your family's financial well-being by accepting so much less than, than what you wrote. Some people do that because they're, they're afraid. They think that it's going to be complicated mm -hmm. to increase their severance package. It's not. It's simple. Usually, it's a straightforward process. It doesn't involve the courts in most cases. Uh, you know, going to trial is completely and utterly unnecessary. Oftentimes, we can resolve it in a couple of weeks. So uh, don't let that happen to you. Don't accept less. Don't compromise your legal entitlements in the time that money is most important. And I think one of the, the biggest reasons that we've talked about before is because people panic because there's quite often that little line at the bottom says, have this signed and back to us by Friday at 5. Not true. Oh, yeah. That, that Friday right. at 5 deadline, Johnny. Yeah, that's uh, that's always a doozy. And and probably one of the, the busiest times in my office is Thursday because people <laughs> call me and say, yeah. you know, my, my severance package is expiring tomorrow. I need to meet with you immediately. And, and that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely meet with you. But you don't have to worry about that deadline. Your legal rights don't expire Friday at 5, Tuesday at 3, or, or whatever yeah. the date is. You have two years to pursue your legal rights. Now, I'm certainly not suggesting people wait two years. That that would be uh, not, not a very good idea. But the point is still, it doesn't expire Friday. The only reason that there's a deadline, John, in a severance package is for it to act as a pressure tactic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, look at this thing. It's going to expire. I'm not going to get it if I don't accept well, I better accept, not knowing that you, in fact, owed so much more. And if you accept this by Friday at 5 or whatever the date is, you're going to be compromising your position. You forget compromise. You're going to be giving up your entitlements. Don't let that happen to you. Don't fall for that pressure tactic. It's unnecessary. If you have any questions, any doubts, any concerns, use the severance calculator or give me a call. Yeah, that's a good, ta that's a good tactic, though. Man, that one works beautifully on people. Well, my gosh, John, imagine if you just lost your job, you're terrified. You're thinking, how am I going to pay my bills now? Uh, how am I going to pay my mortgage? And your employer's offering you money. They're offering you money, except it goes away, they say, if you don't accept <laughs> it by Friday. Well, well, most people in that state of mind are going to accept it because they're terrified, not knowing that really what they're owed is 10 times what the employers actually offered them. And now also knowing that that could be obtained quite easily. So please, please don't let that happen to you. Uh, now, we, now if you've heard our show, you know better. Tell others that you know about that, that are in that same position not to freak out, not to lose their cool with that deadline. It's meaningless. Give me a call. Send me an email. Go to the calculator. I try to make it as easy as possible for you to get the information that you need. 
604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. We're talking about the biggest mistakes that people make that compromise their legal rights. They wait way too long. Now, this is the other end. They wait way too long to do something about changes to the terms of their employment. Yeah. Wow, God, John. I mean, such a common situation. Your employer uh, changed your job, maybe gave you a demotion and... You know, you, you said that, let me let me try it out. I'll be that good soldier, and I'll, I'll, I'll see if I could do this this job. And you've been doing it for six months, and then you realize this this is just not working. I'm miserable. I hate this job. I, I feel disrespected. I want out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. And then you find out that, wait a second, you've waited too long. You've now con- been considered to have accepted those changes, and now you're stuck with them. So when your employer makes significant changes to the terms of employment, and I'm talking about a pay reduction, a demotion, a relocation, those types of things, when the employer does that, you absolutely can do something about it, but you have a very small window to do it. So a significant change like that could result in a constructive dismissal that may allow you to leave with your full severance, but you can only pursue it if you've you've acted quickly, usually within a couple of weeks or so, in some situations it's more, some situations it's less, but something like that. And if you wait longer than that, you, you're considered to have accepted the change. And once you've accepted, not only can you not do anything about it, and not only are you stuck with this change, you may have given your employer the right to do it again and again yeah. in the future. So please, if your employer is going to start messing with the terms of your employment, now they're reducing your pay, changing your hours, whatever it is, you have to do something about it. You may be in the best position to say, no, if you're going to change my terms of employment, I'm going to leave, I'm going to find a different job, and I'm going to make you pay me my full severance. Because the alternative, the, the alternative to not doing this is so much worse. You may be now giving your employer the chance, to, the, the opportunity to change the terms of employment again and again and again. And at that point, you're going to be stuck. At that point, you can't do something about it. So do something about it when the changes first happen, John. If you decide to say, you know, take it for a spin for a couple of weeks max, I mean, this is something, A, it should be about a couple of weeks at most, and B, you should, you should write this to your employer, make sure it's down on paper, right? Always put something in papers that you're not accepting, that you're trying. If, if you're going to try this new position, the new hours, the new pay, whatever it is, tell your employer that you're not happy, you're not accepting, you're willing to try it and then see how you feel about it always a good idea to do that and if you're again not sure what to say what to do should you try it out should you accept it should you just walk away give me a call and by the way john i don't want anyone walking away and resigning without speaking to me first uh, if they think they've been constructively dismissed let's talk about it let's make sure that you're in the best position to leave if that's what we're going to do call me talk to me and then we'll decide on the best course of action We'll take a short break. The number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Lots more of the employment hours coming right up right here. News Talk 980 CKNW. Yeah, you got a few minutes if you want to slide in a phone call, ask a question here in the last few minutes of the show. Again, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell phone. In that regard, we'll get to a couple emails in between. It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Lisa, simple one, short and sweet, says, my employer has cut my hours in half. What do I do? Well, that's exactly what we've been talking about, uh, what we talked about right before the break. Well, Lisa, if your employer cut your your hours in half, that's 
obviously going to result in a constructive dismissal. That's a significant change in terms of employment, losing half your hours, presumably half your income. So if that's what's happened to you, Lisa, you now have the option to treat that as a constructive dismissal. That means you can leave there and get your full severance. Your severance, of course, is going to be calculated based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And the reason you want to do that, as I said before the break, is if you accept this, uh, first of all, guess what? Now you're making a lot less money, huge problem. Mm -hmm. But now that you've accepted this change, your employer now can do it again. So maybe next month they'll reduce it by another 50%, and et cetera, et cetera. Horrible thing, bad idea. And then, of course, if you lose your job at some point, your severance is going to be minimized because you're making less money. So terrible idea. If you, your employer is doing that to you, uh, it's time to leave. It, it really knows no two ways about it. Give me a call. Let's chat about it. Let's get you out of there with severance. Uh, unless, of course, your employer backs off. We have to talk, Lisa. Talia writes in and says, I'm supposed to return to work for my uh, mat leave in a couple months. My employer just called and told me that they don't have a job for me and my employment will terminate. Is this even legal? Well, that's not legal because your employer does have to have a job for you unless, of course, they legitimately don't have one. Of course, uh, if it's two months down the road, how can they say they're not going to have a job? So you, hmm. you need to give me a call. This could be a human rights issue. It could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act. Of course, you, you're owed severance as well. So there's a lot of things here, Talia. Let's you and I connect. Well, i got another minute or so here. We'll see if we can uh, get Sheila on very quickly. Hi, Sheila. How are you? Not too bad. And you? Good. Uh, you got about a minute. Uh, quickly, what's your uh, what's your concern? I have a girlfriend who's worked for the same employer for about 14 years, has been on LTD for more than two years, um, was dismissed, non-culpable, and has been told that there is zero severance. That doesn't mm -hmm. seem right. Well, Sheila, because we're uh, we're off air soon, uh, it doesn't seem right. Now, it may be legal in a situation where she's provided a note to her from her doctor saying she'll never work again. Short of that, uh, yeah, she may be owed severance, and it could be significant severance, and even there could be human rights issues. So there's a lot of us for us to talk. So, Sheila, I, I want to connect with your friend. We're talking about significant amounts here. She could be owed as much as 18 months' pay, potentially. So can you give her or have her give me a call? Let me talk to her. I want to find out exactly what happened, what the, inf what the employer said, what information the employer had, and let's go from there. And a great way to uh, end the show this week, Sheila, here is at number 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123. It's simply Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And to find out uh, if you've listened to the show tonight, you want to find out what your severance could be, severancepaycalculator.com. Get the right amount, the solid amount. Use that tool. And we'll pick it up here next week. Until next time, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca. This has been the Employment Hour right here, News Talk 980, CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.